0: Yeah, you couldn't help it i know you felt it green and white white and green who are, who are we the celtics who are we the celtics who are we the celtics all right celtics fans we are back another episode of boston celtics game day recap i'm your host guy deep and the celtics fall to the knicks 120 117 in overtime this was a game that was 100 within reach of the celtics it was a game where we were up by 15, and then we were down 11, and we battled back and forced overtime because of an incredible three-minute stretch on offense and defense. And then we kind of collapsed in overtime, uh, or someone collapsed in overtime. All it. Uh, to get things started off here, going to follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game run through some of the low, some of the highs, some of the lows, uh, and talk about all stars uh, because starters and I guess reserves haven't technically been announced, but they released all of the, the voting criteria so far. Uh, so we're going to dive into that to end this podcast, but to get things started here, gonna give this to got to this really good performance uh, from him, 35 points, 14 rebounds, Overall, he kept the turnovers fairly low, only had three tonight, uh, considering where he's been in the last couple games, really good. 12 of 26 from the field, 9 of 9 from the free throw line. Jason Tatum single-handedly went on a 7-0 stretch in that fourth quarter to bring the Celtics back because the Knicks really pulled away after a a brutal third quarter uh, for the Celtics. And this, honestly, the start of the fourth Jason Tatum single-handedly put together a seven Oh run, uh, and then really gave the Celtics a fighting chance. And then in overtime, he continued to play really well. Uh, it's just, it wasn't, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough from Jason Tatum today, but I loved parts of his game. He was super aggressive, getting downhill. This was not a game where he shot a million threes, took seven, so I'm not going to say he didn't shoot a lot, but it's not a game where his entire shot chart is from beyond the arc. This was very much a game where Jason Tatum was getting downhill, getting to the rack. That entire 7-0 run that he went on was strictly drive and finishes. One of them was an and one, hence the seven and not six. Uh, But Jason Tatum was super, super aggressive in this one. And this is a big Knicks team. Right, Barrett, big. Uh, you've got Julius Randall, huge. Like they've got a big team, uh, and then he was also going out doing it against Jericho Sims too. Not that you know Sims is a really a guy that's going to be defending Tatum very much, but he was going in against big bodies and getting to the rim with ease. He did it all night long, uh, and it was the only reason the Celtics were really staying in this game from start to finish because of Jason Tatum and his aggressiveness. Uh he played 43 minutes in this one, another very, very heavy, heavy minute game for him. It's frustrating. Right? You never want to see like this is a game coming into it, DraftKings had them favored, have the Celtics favored by eight and a half points. Eight and a half. So this is a game where the Celtics were very much favored to win. And it, those are typically the games that you like to see guys like Jason Tatum play 32 minutes. But it's not it's not possible when you give up massive leads and you just cannot put together offense. So it was frustrating for sure. Uh outside of Jason Tatum though, he had some other like solid performances. Rob Williams, you got to give Robert Williams a huge standing ovation in this one. I don't even know how it's physically possible but Robert Williams was a plus 21 in his 36 minutes today. The Celtics lost by three, and he was a plus 21. I don't know if that has ever been done in that large of a sample size. Like that is a, the 28 minutes is not like something to scoff over. Like that's a good amount of minutes. And he went out there and was an absolute stud. He was getting offensive rebound after offensive rebound. You saw RJ Barrett drive to the rim and just throw it over the backboard, hit the shot clock for Christ's sake, all because Robert Williams was there. Right? Robert Williams was really the catalyst on the defensive end. uh, And he played huge tonight. You got to give him a lot of credit for going out there. He also had a huge, huge steal. Where diving out of bounds kicks it over to Malcolm Brogdon for the, I believe it was, uh, it was, I believe it was the Jalen Brown corner three. No, Grant corner three. So, yeah, Robert Williams dives out of bounds, gets a steal that they were trying to push up the, push up fast up the corner. He dives out of bounds, passes it over to Brogdon. Brogdon gets up the corner, kicks it over to Grant for a three. Uh, It's just a huge turning point. And you see it obviously on the defensive end all the time, but it's plays like those where it's leading into offense, right? His defense is creating offense for the Celtics because when you're getting a steal in transition, it opens the entire floor up. So you've got to give him a lot of credit in this one. Uh, It's mind-blowing. I honestly, without looking at the stats, would never have even guessed he would have been close to a plus 21. It's just an absurd stat to think about, considering we lost this game. Uh, But really, overall, solid play from Robert Williams. Uh, You look at the rest of the guys. I mean, Derek White, I thought, played really well in this one. I was kind of surprised that the Celtics opted to, in the fourth quarter at least, to – end the lineup and the game with Malcolm Brogdon instead of Derek White. Cause this was a game where Derek White was super hot. Like he had 15 points, three rebounds, four assists, two blocks in this one. Uh, but he's also four of seven from three. So you talk about a guy connecting from deep, creating offense for others. And they opted to close with Malcolm Brogdon. I'm not going to sit here and say Brogdon played bad. Cause he definitely didn't with Marcus smart, not here. Um, uh, he was the leading assist man. Malcolm Brogdon was 10 points, seven rebounds, six assists. Solid game overall from him, but the shot really wasn't there. You know, Brogdon shot four or 14, two of seven from three. Derek White was just more efficient, like for the entire night. Um, it's just, I mean, you saw Derek White play in overtime. They ended up going with a much smaller lineup uh, and they opted to go triple guard. I guess Brogdon, White, JB, uh, and then they went with Time Lord instead of Horford. So we did see Brogdon and White in the in the guard positions in overtime, but I'm just kind of surprised that it wasn't that way through most of the fourth quarter, uh, or at least the the late comings of the fourth quarter, because he did play a really good game. Listen, overall, I mean, I'm gonna talk about Jalen Brown here, and I'm gonna talk about Jalen Brown in both segments, but Jalen Brown as much as we'll talk about him in the next segment for, you know, two bad free throw misses, he played really well defensively, defensively, offensively. This was not his night. Not going to sit here and argue that. I know people are going to jump down my back for even bringing it up in a negative segment, but Jalen Brown was phenomenal defensively. Like you talk about a guy really shifting the defensive intensity late in the game. It was Jalen Brown. You saw him picking Julius Randle and um, and Jalen Brunson. I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, you saw Jalen Brown picking up both of them full court through a large portion of the remaining four minutes of the game. Right. So if you talk about if you want to pick one guy that kind of stepped it up defensively, it was absolutely Jalen Brown in this one. Right. You saw it. He had a steal offensively. Again, it was kind of a nightmare. And we'll talk about that. But defensively, Jalen Brown, I thought, played really well, really well. I mean, you look at the the numbers for Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. They were off the charts. Julius Randle had thirty seven. Jalen Brunson had twenty nine. But down the stretch, I mean, you look, the, I mean, the Knicks scored 19 points in the fourth quarter. Like defense was fantastic down the stretch. Uh, we outscored him 25-19. But when you're in overtime, you got to score more than seven points. The offense kind of collapsed. Uh, and it goes back to a, a few Jason Tatum, poor possessions. And then obviously the the Jalen Brown free throws. Again, talk about that, but on the defensive end, you saw guys step up. They started doubling Julius Randle. They started doubling Jalen Brunson. And it really took the Knicks out of their offensive rhythm. Uh, so honestly, I thought that Joe came with a pretty good game plan or adjusted mid-game. A lot of people want to say that Joe doesn't make any in-game adjustments. This was a very good example of you know him doing exactly that. Because doubling on Julius and Jalen Brunson shifted the game entirely. And a lot of credit needs to go to Jalen Brown on that. So I'm going to give him credit with that. Um, you talk like the defensive pressure forced two shot clock violations in the last three minutes. You very rarely see a shot clock violation in a game anyway. They had two. And not only two across the entire game, two in the last three minutes. Defense pressure was off, off the charts. Robert Williams, huge part of it. Jalen Brown, really the catalyst of it. And you'll love to see it. But you saw everybody on a string. That's the Celtics defense at its best. Uh, it's just a really – it was a really good four-minute stretch. We went on a 21-4 run over the course of seven minutes, spanning the fourth quarter in overtime. And <laughs> – Obviously, there was a huge collapse in the fourth, and I want to talk about it. I feel like I've I've skated past it a little too much here at this point. But before we dive into some of the negatives, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain as you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round. This weekend, just place any NFL bet of your choice and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Guys, it could not get easier. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN, and new customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so let's dive into some of the negatives here. Uh, it's it's hard to start this section without talking about Jalen Brown. And I'll start at the free throws because this is as easy as it gets. Jalen Brown shot really well from the free throw line. He was 5 of 5 going into overtime, right? 80% shooter on the year. It's definitely not his strength, right? But he was five of five leading up to this, and he gets fouled. Celtics are down one with 24 seconds left. Just one. He needs to hit one of two to tie the game, and he misses both. And then on top of that, as soon as the rebound comes down, instead of fouling right away, Jalen Brown just kind of sits there and watches RJ Barrett. Right. So to me, it is as frustrating as it gets. I am as Big a Jalen Brown supporter as it gets. Jalen, I've openly said it on the podcast. I think he's my favorite player. I'm not saying that he's better than Tatum, but he's my favorite player. And to watch a performance like or an ending like this, it just hurts. Because all season long, last season, we'll go back to as well. He was as efficient a shooter as it gets. The free throws were always a, a weakness of his, but three point shooting. And just regular shooting in general, any field goal percentage, he was super high on that list. And tonight was not that at all. He was eight of twenty-two, one of eight from three. Uh, it was he just struggled. You know, outside of that, I mean, you even had that really bad turnover where he dribbled the ball off his back foot and went out of bounds. Well, he only had three turnovers on the night. So I'm not really freaking out about that, but that one turnover came At the worst time possible. And fortunately for the Celtics, like they ended up saying it was off of the Knicks. The Knicks needed to use their challenge on it. So they didn't have that down the stretch. But like at the end of the day, we still lost the ball because of it. So it is just a, it's a really, really tough performance from Jalen Brown. He obviously had a big bucket in overtime, you just you you need more. you need him to be more efficient. you need him to be the Jalen Brown that we've seen all season long. And I know that the Celtics have been at a point where we've been playing so many minutes. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they're playing so many minutes and Joe relies on them very heavily. like Jalen 42 minutes, Jason Tatum 43 minutes. There are people complaining that they that Joe Missoula took Jason Tatum out in the first quarter when he was super hot. There's people also complaining that Jason Tatum didn't play at the very beginning of the fourth quarter. He played 43 minutes in this game. When do you expect him to sit? When do you expect him to sit? I totally understand wanting your best player on the court, but at some point, the guy needs to rest. You cannot continue to push Jason Tatum 45. And honestly, people are complaining. They want him closer to 50 in a game like this you can't allow Jason Tatum to play that many minutes and expect him to be at the top of his game. Expect him to be ready come playoffs time. This is a long season. You got to make sure you're taking care of your players. Honestly, I would have liked to see Jason Tatum with less than 43 minutes. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's a tough situation where Jason Tatum is in because he was so good in this one on both ends, honestly, offensively and defensively got to the free throw line a bunch. Like this is the Jason Tatum game that you want to see, but he already played so many minutes and it's just tough. Like outside of that, you really, you had a bunch of guys that you would have liked to have seen more from, you know, I'll give Sam Hauser some credit. I'll give Peyton Purchase some credit I thought they came in, they played fairly well overall. Uh, you know, Sam Hauser came in, hit two of four from three, hit his two free throws, had eight points in eight minutes. Like, that's what you want from him. He didn't play a ton of minutes, but he went out there and scored. Like, that's literally the only reason that he's there is to score. Right? Peyton Pritchard played 13 minutes, seven points, three rebounds, one of them offensive. Overall, solid. He was fine. But then you look, and you've got Grant Williams, who really, really struggled in this one. This was not a good Grant Williams performance. I talked about Robert Williams having his plus twenty-one in a three-point loss. Uh, you look at Grant Williams; he was a minus eighteen. Like he was just getting bullied, and we're not used to saying that, right? Defensively, Grant has been solid the entire year right he was getting bullied tonight and then offensively he was just he was bad like he hit that one corner 3 that was huge but outside of that he was kind of he was kind of useless he was kind of just sitting there you know so it's just not a it's not a good not a good game for grant uh but honestly the thing that hurt the celtics i would say the most is the shooting like the celtics started this game they were 5 of 6 from 3 they started off super hot. They were up like 20 to 5, I think it was. It, the Celtics got off to a ridiculous start in this one. And outside of that, like you look at the rest of the game, they ended 16 of 46. So that's 11 for their next 41? No, 11 for their next 40? That's 27%. So the Celtics just came out Scorching hot from three, and it all just collapsed. It all collapsed. They got to the free throw line a bunch. I'll give them credit there. I loved how aggressive they were getting to the rim. Shot 19 of 23, which is actually the exact same amount of free throws that the Knicks took, same amount of makes as well. We both shot 19 of 23. But overall, you just look at some of the things that the Celtics did. We've talked about turnovers. The last couple of games, it's been an issue. Like, we only had 13 turnovers tonight, which is actually a really good number. But, but a lot of them ball all turnovers. And you look at the points off. They had 22 points off of our 13 turnovers. That is a lot. That is a real lot. And then you look at fast break points. 17 fast break points for them as well. Or 13 fast break points for them. But they outscored us 48-42 to 42 in points in the paint. Like, this is really the Celtics just starting super hot, played five really, really good minutes, and then went on to play 40 minutes of really bad basketball, followed by three minutes of really good basketball to tie it up, going to overtime. And then overtime was kind of all over the place. Started off, looked good, had a lead. I think had a five-point lead in overtime, and then the Knicks just kind of did their thing. And it was too much. Celtics couldn't overcome it. The free throws hurt, but this is a this is a tough one. Celtics lose their third straight, and it's because of two missed free throws by Jalen Brown. Uh, I do want to talk about All Stars here. That's that's it for the game. I'm done talking about the game. It sucks. Uh, Celtics lose three straight. We're still first place in the NBA. Still first place in the Eastern Conference. So be it. Uh, but. On good news, they announced All-Star starters today, right before our game. Jason Tatum is an All-Star starter. And they also released the voting results. And in the East guards, you've got Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell starters. Right now, Jalen Brown is the next guard. He He was third in player voting, third in fan voting, second in media voting. So he's absolutely going to be an all-star which is pretty cool to say you've got two guys one all-star starter one all-star reserve it's going to be the first guy off the bench as far as you know i don't know if they actually follow any of that but he is the next best vote getter which is pretty cool to see um that's it right it's fun doesn't mean anything but Every, every guy in the NBA wants to be an all-star at some point. So for Jalen Brown to get it and then not get it and then to get it again is I'm sure he's going to be happy about it when it is finally announced, but that's, we're going to wrap things up for today. Uh, I don't know. Celtics fall 120, 117 17 of the New York Knicks. Uh, if you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. Make sure to join our Facebook page. Boston Celtics Game Day recap uh and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. They play again uh Saturday night against the Lakers. Big game, rivalry week, baby. Talk to you soon. Yeah. You couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the-